Tua Alabama, uh, Mac Jones, that offensive line. Jimbo Fisher said this week he thinks it's the best offensive line um, in in the SEC, and and for good reason. Uh, either they're all SEC or all Americans, uh, and they give Mac Jones time and they take shots down the field. And just when they loosen you up that way, they can hit you with Najee Harris out of the backfield. Uh, they're relentless. He says they just take shot after shot after shot. And for an Aggie defense, you have to make that sure tackle. You have to get off the field if you get the opportunity on third down. Um, on offense, you have to be clean. And let's face it, the Aggies weren't clean last Saturday against Vanderbilt. Um, they got two interceptions of their own, but you can't have to put the ball in the deck three times. Um, you can't do it against Vanderbilt. You can't do it against any SEC school. And expect to win now they did win that game they found a way to win that game but you really can't do it you got to be clean against alabama you got to be sure tackling you have to convert on third downs you can't leave plays out there because alabama they're so good at scoring offensively they're so good at scoring defensively and they're so good at scoring special teams as well all three phases that's why year in year out there they are near the top or at the top of college football because they'll beat you in all three phases of the game. There's no doubt, and I, I tell you what, looking at your uh, your schedule, there is no free rides for the Aggies this year whatsoever. Uh, you know, you get no uh, you get no relief. It seems like um, with all SEC schedule hopping back and forth. I mean, right after Alabama, there's no bye week. You hop right in and play top ranked Florida. Um, you know, and you go you go down the list of all these opponents. So um, there's absolutely no free rides. But uh, year to year, do you have some? Um, do y'all have some returners that were on the team last year that are come back? I feel like it's a big year for Jimbo Fisher um, after having some you know a couple seasons there to kind of get some things going. So uh, do you have some guys? some keynote guys outside of Kellen Mond that might be back that uh, the Aggies are looking for to try to put them over the hump? I think that's the biggest key between last year and this year for Texas A&M. Last year, they had six seniors total on the squad, and that included walk-ons. This year, between juniors and seniors, there's 28. So on your defensive line, it's a Michael Clemens who's – and a lot of these guys were able to graduate because of what happened in the spring and the summer. So on your defensive line, you have a Michael Clemens who is actually that entire defensive line is back. A, a Bobby Brown, the third, a, a Jaden Peavy, who is a senior. Bobby Brown is a, is a junior who we're able to take away from Alabama. He's from um, Arlington Lamar. Uh, you have a Tyree Johnson who is back. A DeMarvin Leal, who's young, the sophomore, but who played an awful lot as a freshman. Buddy Johnson uh, is a senior linebacker. Uh, and, and in that back end, uh, you have guys who are returning it. That experience means a lot. The good news is your freshmen who became sophomores, who Jimbo recruited on that back end, I'm thinking Damani Richardson, an offense, a running back like Isaiah Spiller, they went through that gauntlet last year uh, and know how to play through the SEC. And I'm excited to see what happens from their freshmen to their sophomore years. And then Jimbo Fisher, his recruiting class this year, a lot of his first-year players. He's really excited. Uh, he liked the compete level for them in camp. He liked the way they prepared uh, during the week. Um, he really likes what he has brought in here and thinks some of that talent gap is being closed because he really likes the recruiting classes that he has had. Well, a lot of fun uh, to have recruits like that coming in and able to get on the field. And, and Jimbo, I believe uh, Bob and uh, – Bob. <laughs> Rob and Ben, I think you, <laughs> I think you guys are right. Talking about how uh, this is probably going to be a pretty big year here for Jimbo and the Aggies, ranked 13 right now uh, in the nation. Uh, Andrew, what do you think the uh, 
the lay of the land is going to be for you guys as you move forward? And what has Jimbo kind of positioned uh, the lay of the land to be as you guys come in as the 13th ranked team going up against Alabama? Well, what's interesting, you, you guys mentioned the change in the in the schedule, and for Texas A&M, as you know, that was a gauntlet last year for them. Oh, yeah. uh, you had you had Clemson in week number two, your typical SEC West type schedule, but then your crossover from the like South Carolina is the is the traditional crossover, but it was Georgia and having to go to Athens. Um, you thought this year, okay, well, you you swap out Clemson for Colorado and Fresno State as, as you're out of conference, <laughs> and your your crossover then instead of Georgia's Vanderbilt, but all that goes that goes away. And I, you know what? I, you could shake up ten SEC teams, and it's still going to be a gauntlet. You guys are right about that. There's no there's no off week whatsoever for that. But I think Jimbo, I think part of the culture that he has built here is that you know what, guys, it, it, that's that's why you came here to Texas A&M, and that's why you came to play in the SEC. You came here for these types of games, and that's what I love, that mentality. Like I give I give these first two years, and I know he recruited, and, he, and it was a late recruiting class his first year, but last year. But I give a ton of credit to the guys who bought into Jimbo Fisher. Look, they weren't recruited by Jimbo. But Travion Williams and Kingsley Kiki and Justin Matabike and Otara Laka and Tyrell Dotson Jay Sternberger, these guys are all in the NFL, and Jimbo Fisher's a big reason for that. They bought in, helped really build the culture, and a guy like Otara Laka, a guy like Tyrell Dotson, hand off to linebacker Buddy Johnson. I know Jamon Osmond has opted out, but he handed off to the Chase Lanes and the Hezekiah Jones as wide receiver. Travion, you know, he, he's handing off to the young running backs. What they did in practice is paying off what these what these guys are now doing. When you see Travion and, and he takes it and he gets through the hole and runs 60 yards and then comes back, well, all of a sudden, Jay Sean Corbin, who I know is at Florida State now, he's now doing it. But every running back, that's the way that A&M does it, you know, every day in practice. And I think it's those habits. It's Jimbo telling this team that, you don't hope to win on a Saturday. You prepare to win. How do you prepare Monday through Friday? That's the influence. Part of the culture is when he got at Texas A&M, held up the helmet in the locker room and said, what does this helmet mean? And to the Unity Council at Texas A&M, they then put down all the characteristics of what that helmet means. And Jimbo says, look, this helmet, and this team, your fo this football team is the front porch to this university. I give Jimbo a ton of credit for embracing the entire university. Um, but he makes them work, and this is how you prepare. Look, there's only one guy with a championship ring in that in that locker room. That's Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> he knows how to win from, from Florida State. But he it, there's it's nothing secret. It's not like they have to fight. He is going to prepare them to win every Saturday. And, you know, to play Clemson at home two years ago and to be – two points away, a two-point conversion away, the team walked away from there saying, wow, we can play with anybody in the country. Well, guess what? After doing that, your expectations change. And that's what I think this team has to understand this year is the expectations have now changed. It's not just to be in a game. You now, the expectation is you have the talent, you have the experience to win those games, and you know the opponent knows when A&M's coming in, you're going to face their best shot. Not like Alabama and LSU. They're not there yet. 
but that's where they want to get. That's that's what Jimbo is building here. That's exactly right, and that speaks a lot to Jimbo Fisher's uh, polarizing nature for him to come in and win over seniors that played under a, 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 a Sumlin um, ran program and then slide in there, and those guys buy in run off the bat, that speaks a lot because a lot of players can't do that, and I think that speaks a lot of Jimbo's uh, relational attitude and how he can really get these guys behind him. And you're right. When I turn on the TV and I see Texas A&M, there's kind of a, a connotation to, hey, man, there's a big ball game coming on. They're, you know, A&M's taking the field. Let's go. You know, it's, it's going to be a big SEC game. And I think Johnny Manziel and the, and the like, um, some players over the past, um, you know, players like Miles Garrett and all, Building kind of that reputation that this rep, this this university is nothing to, to, to play with. And one thing that I want to kind of spin is the uh, the twelfth man. We're not going to get that this year. You turn on, I mean, that's one of the greatest things in all of college football. Oh yeah, absolutely. Is to watch the twelfth man rocking. So are there are there restrictions on the twelfth man this year as far as fans? Is Texas allowing people to come in the stadium? They're going to have the same percentage, and, and we went with 25% for the first week here at Kyle Field. You're going to have the same percentage of those, but, you know, it's really interesting. Even knowing the restrictions, uh, the sports passes here on campus were sold out. <laughs> and it's funny, throughout, throughout the summer, you know, running into students, and they're saying, well, how many of us can get into Kyle Field? And I love that, you know, and, and even at 25%, the 12th man always knows, always feels that they can make a difference yes. in a game. and. I give them a ton of credit. They showed out as much as as many as could get in there. They were loud, as evidenced by Leon O'Neill Jr.'s interception that helped seal that win. That was loud, and we were wondering where was the energy going to come from at 25%. I'm, I'll be a son of a gun at the 12th man in that student section, and they were standing the entire time if they didn't bring a great bit of energy uh, in that game against Vanderbilt. Yeah, the strength in numbers, uh, they're, they're as, as 25% as the capacity limit, they're bringing every bit of it as what they can get in there for sure. Uh, but I want to touch a little bit. We talk about in college football, it's a, such a big deal now. We throw around this word culture, you know, about how when a coach comes in, we're seeing it here in our state with Georgia Tech. Uh, with me and Ben being big Georgia Tech guys, seeing Jeff Collins, what he's having to do, trying to rechange that culture. And I want to touch a little bit for our listeners. Going to Texas A&M for Jimbo a couple years ago, how much of a culture change has it been with Jimbo stepping in from the previous coaching staff with Sumlin and, uh, and that regime? How much change has had to go from a culture from top to bottom with Jimbo coming in? The uh, signature, and you'll you see it from the tunnel uh, heading out to the field, uh, whether it was attitude, that was one thing that was always there. But, look, this is Jimbo Fisher. Toughness, effort, discipline, pride, and grit. And you know what? This comes from, this comes from Jimbo and his parents and growing up in West Virginia. That grit, as he explained to me, was, was my dad leaving to go to the coal mines in the, in the morning saying – you know what? That fence has to be fixed by the time I come home. Uh, you got to find a way to do it. There's <laughs> going to be no excuse, right? Jimbo always talks about the inches and the crumbs and, and all the little things. And you don't rise to an occasion. You revert to your habits. That was a bit of a change. But to have the guy look at, obviously, Kevin Sumlin did a heck of a job bringing that talent because they're now in the NFL. But I think it was the preparation and being right. Look, the big thing in Jimbo's first year was, is this going to be the same old, same old, off to a fast start, swoon in November, and limp your way to the end of the season? 
uh, under Jimbo Fisher's first year. You know what? They had the bye week, came right out, lost at Mississippi State, and you're thinking, uh-oh, here we go again. You guys have to understand there's something called the battered Aggie syndrome that goes around. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. <laughs> We're, and they're we're, doing we're the same thing. A couple of us are Georgia Tech fans. So we, we, know <laughs> we, know. we know all too well. <laughs> then they, you know, then they, then they, then they give up a, a. They play three and a half beautiful quarters on the road in Auburn and lose that game. But they finish it out in in that November by beating Ole Miss. They beat ranked UAB team, which you never knew how good they were going to be, and they end up being ranked there. And then the seven-overtime game against LSU, and you feel like, you know what? It's not going to be like it used to be. And that was the line Jimbo Fisher said. It's not going to be how it used to be. And that means the attitude was going to be changed. The, the, there's always going to be the discipline. You're going to be held to a, to a higher level. And he always talked about you've got to build the foundation. Once the foundation's there, he said, now it's time with these recruiting classes, time to put up some walls, try to put up some windows. You're constantly building that. But he always gives credit to the players. He says it's the players who build that. It's the players who continue. It's the players who recruit other players here. It doesn't happen overnight. I know coaches would like it to, but it doesn't happen overnight. But you have to have the right the right people, the right talent, the right attitude coming in. And that's why I think he was so excited about the recruiting classes that he got in. He's no longer out recruiting Oklahoma State and Baylor. He said, you got to take guys away who are thinking of going to Alabama, going to Georgia, going to Clemson. Those are the recruiting battles that you have to win. And that's what he's been able to do the last couple of off-seasons. And that's ultimately who you're going to be competing against. So it really comes down to a player-by-player player because they're literally going to be matched up against somebody that you're recruiting against at this point. Oh, um, yeah. If you're up there in the you know, the CFP or whatever it may be, especially as competitive as the SEC is, you're competing against guys that are going to make a difference on a third and six or third and seven. That extra step or that extra skill uh, could be there. So the recruiting is absolutely massive. But the point you make about the players having to buy in, there's only so much a leader can do. A coach is capped at a certain point. He has to almost uh, p- pollute and drop what he's – you know, what he's spilling out on his players, and they have to believe. And players come and do overnight visits and different things. The, the players that are there sell the university. They, you know, you sit across from a 50-year-old man, and he's sitting there, oh, come play at Texas A&M, you know, you, blah, 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 blah. But they come spend a weekend with somebody, and they see how it all goes. The kid really is going to give the best example of what Texas A&M is like. So what Jimbo's doing with the kids and the culture that they're 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 portraying to to recruits is obviously evident and that's what's going to make a difference down the line against especially in the west the SEC west is so top loaded in my opinion against the east i mean if you know if it sits like it has in years past minus the covid year the west has so many tough matchups you lose two games and you're out i mean you almost have to be perfect so i think that idea of of the players selling the university uh is a very great point you make because the coach can only do so much and i think when you have to answer to a teammate on the field when you talk about that leadership yes a coach but when you have to go eye to eye with a teammate i I, i'll give you an example Uh, it was during practice and um one of the drills was the defense runs on the field and they're one linebacker shot 
And finally, there's one of the linebackers from the sideline runs in, and Buddy Johnson turns to one of the players next to him and says, you don't want that rep? Now, that's Buddy Johnson. He's the leader. <laughs> you now have to answer gonna, to him and say, no. Rep. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's the type of stuff. Or, look, you know, you know how football practices end. You go good on good, and it might be the two-minute drill. And the offense wants to, wants to score. The defense wants to keep them out of the end zone. And whoever loses that drill, you better believe that that entire defense, who are they surrounding saying, we're not leaving this field until we correct that mistake? That's what you have been able to see for this football team and that voice really matters as for students recruiting students they really are because a, a, a coach can tell you anything you want yes when you're on campus your time that that teammate or future teammate is going to say to you yeah you want to be a part of this this is what it's really like they're going to tell you the truth and Jimbo relies on his student athletes when it comes to recruiting because he said my players are going to tell you the truth well, let me ask you this. We're talking to uh, Andrew Monaco, the voice of the Texas uh, A&M Aggies here, and we appreciate you joining us uh, on the Rob, Ben, and Joe show. But let me ask you, who is it that you see uh, outside of maybe our linebacker friend there that we were just discussing, Mr. Uh, uh, his name just escaped me, Buddy Johnson. <clears throat> outside of uh, Buddy Johnson, who else do you see on the field there that is uh, walking around with that swag, the person that is giving that, that uh, that mantra out to the rest of the team. Who are the ones that are that are really poking the fire? Your leader, I think, is Michael Clemens, and you could see that in camp and in scrimmages that he gets the last word before that defense oh, comes on the field. The the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a guy who plays either alongside him or the other end, uh, Demarvin Leal, who is kind of under his wing. I, I I shouldn't say that because Demarvin is even more vocal this year. Uh, than he was last year. He, he's something. He's something special. And uh, uh, Michael Clemens really, really loves him. And I think on the back end, uh, and again after his his freshman year, uh, Damani Richardson uh, is is someone uh, at safety. Uh, Leon O'Neill is kind of the, the when I say the heart and soul. Jimbo has always said, "You want to know what's happening at Texas A&M." You look at Leon O'Neill's Twitter feed at, at <laughs> wake, wake him up nine. You're always going to know what is going on. Leon, Leon's going to do that. But something about Damani Richardson. And, and the reason why I say that is my partner is Dave Elmendorf, who was a safety here, safety with the Rams. He's in the hall of fame. He loves Damani Richardson. I always ask Dave why. And he said, he picks up his keys. He reads his keys so well. And, and we kind of joked with one another, like, He's a freshman, and it's like in, Dave would always say in roster only. He doesn't play like a freshman, mm -hmm. and the body keeps changing. I, so I, I would say that defensive line, Clemens has kind of taken that vocal leadership, but so has Marv a little bit. Buddy definitely in the middle at, at, at linebacker, but I like Damani Richardson on that, on, that, on that back end. These guys are uh, – if Damani is not as vocal, to me he's very cerebral and really can get in the ear of, of uh, defensive coordinator Mike Elko. He asks questions of, of Coach Elko, but he also asks a lot of questions of Keldrick Harper, who is a grad, who has played here, has a, has a great understanding. And even though he's, he doesn't start – He's one that if Damani had questions all last year, he was relying on him, but will really also get in the ear of, of Mike Elka, who 
coaches, safeties, that 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 secondary, besides being a total defensive coordinator, still really focuses a uh, you know on that on that secondary. And you can see that that level of understanding, that level of knowledge really rising, I think, on this defense. Vocal leadership is paramount to the success of a uh, of a team and, and really in any organization, whether it be if you back or... it up by making the right decisions on the field. Absolutely. If that doesn't happen, then you stop listening. Correct? Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, because if you yeah. can't if you can't back up what you're selling, then nobody's gonna ride with you. I agree. But, you know, I if, agree. if you got a guy out there that's all over over Twitter, but you know he walks it. But then he, you know, he talks it. But then when it comes down to walking it, he's the man at the front saying, "Hey, man, this is how you do it." Then that's when it really buys in. You know, you're the—that's the guy you look to in the fourth quarter, and you're like, "Oh man, it's third and seven. Who's manned up on their best guy? You know, who's got who's got Judy or who's got Rugs? Oh, oh, he does. Oh, we're good. You know, and that's when that's when that matters because the other players look over there and they know he's got their back. He's, he's, he, you're exactly right. Or or even better, when you have the fight, when guys are saying, no, I got him. No, I've got him. Yeah. No, I've got him. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, when, they, when, they want that, when they want that best out there or the attitude of they can't beat us, we know exactly what we're doing. Yeah, then, then I, I, you know, that's where the leadership really, really comes to the forefront. And that, see, that's where I think Jimbo gets a ton of credit. Yes, he's the face of of this team, but it was like I said, it was the uh, Otara Laka was very much a "Hey, follow me" type. Tyrell Dotson was more more vocal, more of the humor, knew how to read how everybody was, kept everybody loose. And Buddy Johnson has kind of taken both of them and said, "Okay, I'm going to take the best of OT. I'm going to take the best of T Dot and kind of mend them, but still." To, uh, along the lines of that story that I told you, you're still going to have to answer to me. You know what I mean? You're you're going to have to do this, and and Buddy's the one. It's it's the first rep and do it the right way. And he always said, I do that because if I mess up, the coach to yell at me, not my teammates. <laughs> and then go. let me go back and do it right. You know, there's 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 something to that. Now I can tell you this. Buddy doesn't mess up. <laughs> you know, which, it's easier which, to say which, that which, when you're perfect. <laughs> yeah, but which which is interesting. But then it it, it takes that pressure mm. off. Plus, it allows everybody else. And with the younger linebackers, you know, for example, now they see it demonstrated. And you know, that's part of the learning is to have it to have it told to you, then to see it, and then to do it that process and you repeat that process so when you're able to see somebody do it the right way and then it's also it's not just it's not just buddy saying what what i told you he said there's a lot of times that they can talk to one another or he's teaching when it doesn't really look like he's teaching they're just able to talk i've always said that there are certain players they leave that ripple effect they make others better and when they're gone they cast that shadow on everyone else you guys mentioned miles garrett I'll mention Christian Kirk. These guys left a shadow, and the guys who follow them just keep that kind of tradition, if you will, or that hard work. They want to continue what they were taught. I think that's also a part of culture. Yeah, no doubt. We got about three or four minutes here left, and I, I just want to, I want to touch on what you just said. That was, you know, that's really exciting to hear those guys picking up picking up the slack, picking up the rope, and carrying that torch on what the coaches are telling them because that's ultimately like we've talked about during this segment is the internal teammates and stuff are what carry this along. But, you know, leading with that, 
the schedule is extremely tough coming down the stretch. You got Alabama, Florida, Mississippi State coming as the next three on the docket with no off weeks or anything in between. So you touch on these players, and they're going to be a key in that. But what's a couple of keys for the rest of the schedule that you see for this Aggie team that it's going to take to work their way through this schedule um, and come out on the right side of the coin um, in December? Sometimes it's as simple as as good as this offensive line is going to be as good as this team is going to be. And it has more experience than it's than it's ever had after Vanderbilt. That's now 112 starts for this offensive line. And it's a little bit of, you know, there's the experience, but they're able to mix in a left guard in Kenyon Green, who's just a sophomore. Um, but look, they, they have got to give Kellen Mond time. And you have Kellen Mond, who's now three years under Jimbo Fisher, four years as a starter here at Texas A&M. They have got to keep him as clean as possible. You know in the SEC, you're going to get hit. But mm. if you take fewer shots than other quarterbacks, you have yourself a chance. Yes. And can you create holes for an Isaiah Spiller and an Anaya Smith? Can you give Kellen time to find – now, these are receivers – who have caught passes from Kellen on the practice field, but now it's their opportunity to do it on a Saturday. Can you give him the time to find those receivers to make something happen? Jimbo Fisher loves a balanced offense, rush and pass. Can they open those holes? Can they give that time? Can he find a dynamic tight end in Jalen Widemeyer? Jimbo says you win with the guys with the hands in the dirt. Your offensive line, your defensive line, they kind of set the tones for both sides of the ball. I think that is always a key to success in the SEC. Yeah, there's no question about that. It'll be exciting to see how it comes down. And uh, really appreciate you joining the show with us here, uh, Andrew. Tell us a little bit for our listeners and stuff where we can find your works and catch you on Saturdays. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew Monaco underscore senior. That's because Andrew Monaco underscore junior beat me to the Andrew Monaco name. <laughs> that's okay. uh, he's, he's so far past his father. It's not even funny. Uh, Texas A&M network on, on, uh, on, on Saturdays, which is, which is a blast. As I said, I work with, uh, with the hall of famer, Dave Elmendorf and Will Johnson on the sidelines. And uh, to me, it's just three guys watching Aggie football and, we have a blast, and uh, we, you know, we think that things are going to be something special here in Aggieland. That's for sure. Well, that's exciting because last week I just said Texas A and M's my dark horse in the SEC. You so did indeed. You <laughs> did indeed. So uh, I hope we, I hope we make you absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Andrew Monaco, the voice of Texas A and M, the Aggies. Thank you so much for joining us here in the heart of Georgia. We appreciate it. Absolute pleasure being with you guys. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Andrew Monaco there, the dark horse, the Aggies, the voice of the Aggies right here, taking I mean, on I Bama this week. I said that last yeah, week. Yeah, you he said it. We'll give it credit. It's on record. Stick around. We got Brooks Austin from Dogs Daily, Sports Illustrated, the University of Georgia, going to tell us about what's happening to that quarterback position and what's going to go on this week as Auburn rolls into town. We'll be right back on the Robin and Joe Show. You're listening to The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. It's funny. 
You know what, guys? Sports hunting and dogs, well, they all click. And this will, too. Refit your home with natural gas appliances. You can save a ton of money, up to $400 in rebates. With a new gas grill, gas logs, furnace, or stove, check it out at rebaterally.com. Three easy steps. Gets new appliances for you and saves you up to $400. Go clean and go click it up like a big dog with natural gas appliances. Check it out, rebaterally.com. With City of Dublin Natural Gas. From the farmer's field that produces your food to the football field where your home team plays, Georgia Farm Bureau is committed to helping Georgia communities thrive. Georgia Farm Bureau provides peace of mind to families through home, auto, and life insurance with affordable coverage and exceptional service. With more than 150 offices around Georgia, Georgia Farm Bureau is always the home team. Call your local Lawrence County Georgia Farm Bureau agent, Mr. Phil Phillips. Call 478-277-0508. Hello fans, it's football time again in Georgia. Need some tires before that football road trip? Bubba's Tire Center has got you covered. As always, when you purchase a brand new set of four tires, you'll receive free installation and free alignment for your vehicle. We offer pickup and delivery as well as contactless drop-off service for all your tire and service needs. This fall, when it's time for service for your vehicle, come see us at Bubba's Tire Center at 1318 Bellevue Avenue in Dublin, Georgia, or online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com. From the farmer's field that produces your food to the football field where your home team plays, Georgia Farm Bureau is committed to helping Georgia communities thrive. Georgia Farm Bureau provides peace of mind to families through home, auto, and life insurance with affordable coverage and fast claim services. By insuring with Georgia Farm Bureau, you're making an investment in Georgia agriculture, Georgia farmers, and Georgia families. With more than 150 offices in the state, Georgia Farm Bureau is always the home team. Middle Georgia's number one choice for community and collegiate sports. The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show will be right back. At Farmer State Bank, we want to be more than a great bank. We want to be a great neighbor, too. That's why our team members are actively involved in local schools, churches, civic clubs, the Chamber of Commerce, and events like the St. Patrick's Celebration. Because at Farmer State Bank, we think it's always important to return real value back to the community where we live and work. If you want to experience hometown banking the way it should be, it's as easy as FSB, member FDIC. Dublin and Lawrence County football fans and families. It's game time and nobody's riding the bench this season here at Dublin Ford Lincoln. The only thing you'll be riding in is America's number one selling brand, Ford. Whether you're driving left, right, or up the middle, you'll always be unstoppable with an all-new Ford car, truck, or SUV. And get this, you won't even need to wear a helmet. With our friendly no-hassle sales team leading the way, we make getting car deals to the end zone easier than saying ready, go. That's Ford Tough baby. Others call you customers, we call you friends. Dublin Ford Lincoln, Veterans Boulevard or at DublinFordLincoln.com. Not every road is worthy of a postcard, but don't tell that to the new Michelin Cross Climate 2 tires. Where you see eight hours of road trip torment with stop-and-go traffic, the Michelin Cross Climate 2 with a 60,000-mile warranty sees a sun-filled family-safe drive. The Michelin Cross Climate 2 tire is safer for longer than leading competitors. Discover more at MichelinMan.com. Visit Bubba's Tire Center at 1318 Bellevue Avenue in Dublin or visit online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com. Save first to wet braking when tires are new and worn to 3.30 seconds. All tires eventually wear out and should be replaced. Now back to Rob, Ben, and Joe. Brought to you by Bubba's Tire and Network One Sports. They're awesome though, aren't they? 